NerdsReviews.com presents Nerds Talking, the podcast. Yo, we talk about lightsabers, stunning your TV screens, what you want to stream, everything beyond your dreams. Want to talk about movies, sports, or even politics. Go ahead and tune into us, we'll give you all of it. Whatever you're debating, Xbox or PlayStation, Marvel or DC, Mac or PC. Teraflops when the movie drops, gigabytes, chips, RAM, no matter what it is, we got all of it. Welcome to the show. Nerds Talking, the podcast. Welcome to Nerds Talking, the podcast. I'm Lafayette. I'm here with your usual suspects, Carlos. Hello. Johnny. Hey. And Hugh McCord. What up? I want to say Hugh's last name because it's the coolest name in the bunch. And <laughs> our special guest is from the podcast. You guys should check this out. It's called Let's Get It On Film with Lauren and Kate. Now, who gets top billing, Lauren or Kate? I think oh. we actually usually go by Kate and Lauren. All right. So Lauren and Kate. Do we? You can <laughs> have it. <laughs> Way to screw that up right out of the gate, Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, Right the, the out po- of the gate. The podcast is called Let's Get It On Film. I'm assuming it's not a podcast strictly about Marvin Gaye. It's, no. No, no okay. I would definitely listen to that. That would be worthwhile. I uh, mean, a podcast strictly about the one song? How many podcasts can you have on that? You'd be surprised (laughs) about how deep a dive you can go and people will still listen. Well, that's true. You can actually deep dive anything, really. Uh, You could take a song like Beat It and they can mean numerous things. But uh, Lauren and Kate, explain your show to our audience so they can uh, get an idea of what your podcast is about. Well, Kate usually does the intro, so I don't know if I can accurately describe it. Um, We call ourselves uh, a film all about the sexiest love scenes in film and television. Uh, We do uh, in-depth research and discussion into scenes that are really just about uh, two people or more people, really, any amount of people boning on screen. Yeah, we've had this conversation before on our show. Never, never talked about it at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, us talk- either. Yeah, we talked <laughs> about uh, no, this God, no. <laughs> a couple episodes ago about sex in film. Yeah. Um, I guess, I, I, hopefully, every guys, everybody has questions. You know, you can ask about... My first question, I guess, for both of you is, um, what is what you consider the most graphic sex scene on film? That's interesting because it's interesting you didn't open with best. Not best. I not was best. Going to. I'm not gonna go best because I was going to. Graphic is graphic. I you know graphic grabs attention. You know what I mean? I guess. I you mean, know, but you know what I you know what I was gonna say. It's funny. I was gonna say best. Uh huh. Uh huh. But you best is subjective, really. So. Is there a scene where you watch and go, maybe that's a little, that's on the edge. That's right there on the cusp of, uh, put that in the adult section of the, of the blockbuster. Anything with prosthetic genitalia. Okay. Yeah. So I think talking- it's like, why is this in a movie? What's the point? Yeah. I can only, I can only think of one movie that stands out. That's Boogie Nights. Yep. Boogie mm-hmm. Nights. Yeah. But is there, is there other ones that you come to mind when it comes to that prosthetic uh, there was one that I was watching purely for research purposes that had uh, 
can I, I can curse on this show, right? You can say whatever the hell you want. So it had a prosthetic pussy mm-hmm. and it was like underneath a faucet. And it was- Say that again. It was someone, no. The faucet part, you mean the faucet, he meant the, the faucet, faucet part. part. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was someone masturbating in a bathtub. And what movie was this? It was some sort of indie lesbian film. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. I would have never found it, but email me later the name. Go ahead. <laughs> But uh, we actually, they come up more than you'd think. At any time there's like a, wait, what did we, we talked about one. Uh, we blue talked is about the warmest color, thing. right? Oh, 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 that oh, oh. Too. We talked about oh. blue is the warmest color. We talked about that, having prosthetic pussies as well. But <laughs> I was thinking of the, the thongs that guys wear that just cover up everything in, in one little tiny sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the famed cock sock. Yeah, very, oh, yes. Very yes, amused yes, by yes. that, by the way. Just amused. You're amused by the cock sock? No, just the fact that it's like so tiny. It's like, where did he go? He just went away. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they, and then they just disappeared. All the, all the details in post, you know? Yeah, a little CGI never hurts. Yeah. Um, I, I remember. Okay, next. Okay, let's. I already. So, what's, what's your most gra- What's the most graphic scene of a. I'm gonna put it this way: of a like major motion picture, like a, a like a what you would call a Hollywood, you know, not a blockbuster per se, but a, you know, everybody would know the movie. Graphic is again kind of an odd criteria. Um, I think we've dealt with we we did deal with blue is the warmest color. I think that's probably the most famous uh, because it has something like a seven minute scene of uninterrupted well not uninterrupted you know edited sex Mm -hmm. um and that really made headlines not just for the fact that it was so much sex on screen but also the actors didn't really like doing it which is kind of a shame like when when you get into the these sorts of like scenes you want to make sure that everyone's having a good time behind the scenes too in that case, what is the best? So that's a little easier to answer, I think. Um, Kate, why don't you start? Because you you brought, I think, one of the best in our first episode. I did. We we tackled iconic sex scenes right off the bat. And so I pulled Titanic, which is PG-13. So it's not a very graphic scene, but it's very sexy. And everyone has that same image whenever you say, oh, you know, the sex scene in the car in Titanic, which is like the foggy window in the hand. And it's not like, you know, graphic bumping and grinding and not everyone's totally nude or whatever, but it is deeply sexy and playful and uh, just all the things you want out of like actual sex in your life. And there's an interesting power dynamic going on. And so that's the sort of thing we like to get into, which is, you know, maybe by nature of the fact that I'm a woman, that's kind of the thing that I'm into. I'm not really necessarily after graphic, but but those yeah, little yeah. details that make it really sexy and are more relatable to my life. And I can project myself into that image and say, oh yeah, that's what I want to be doing right there, which is not something that I necessarily do with something that's very graphic because I'm like, yeah, I, I know what actual sex is like and movies strip away the the weirdness and the awkwardness and the sort of humanness of actual sex you know what I mean? 
mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like the tackiness and the fluids and all of the reality. Yeah, they're they're necessarily so. Yeah, they paint more of like you said, more of I guess you could say the sexy side of of sex. You know the. Mm the highlights like you wish your sex was an espn highlight these are the good parts everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, exactly exactly like and that's i guess that's what that, that's what makes a good sex scene i mean i would assume well we actually have a criteria for oh, okay. determining a good sex scene uh, break it down exactly because there's so many different parts and when we were starting this podcast we came up with you know what's important uh and what is not necessarily shouldn't be forgotten in a sex scene, but doesn't necessarily make it like great. So we have a uh, soundtrack is number one. We have uh, timing, how something utilizes its time effectively. We have, oh God, I always, I always get the acronym wrong, Kate, even in episodes and it's not a joke. Uh, authenticity. Uh, authenticity, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, because sometimes the most authentic sex isn't necessarily the sexiest. We also have heat mm-hmm. and we have production value. So all yeah, together, that is our stop scale. As in stop, it's just so sexy. Heat so meaning passion, right? Heat <laughs> meaning passion? Yes, heat well, is uh, an well, in- intensity. Right. Yeah. How hot it is. That's oh, we yeah. we really um, took the time to design the scale to address all the things we wanted to talk about. We both we went to film school, so coming at it from like that academic intellectual perspective of people who really like film and television and wanting to talk about things like the formal elements, the lighting and the framing, the cinematography, whatever that kind of thing, the editing. Um, and then also from the other side, which is just the horn dog perspective, which we like talking about this because it's sexy and it's fun for us and it's yeah. a good hobby. So that's where we kind of introduce both of those sides where we can say part of what makes this hot is this really, really sexy actor. And we're so glad they're naked and we get to see it. And then the other part is like, oh, but also that editing choice was so hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, see, it's it's more in depth than, you know, people would. With- probably thinks but let's shoot around the horn hugh you have a question yeah, well, no there's just, there's so many things i would love to touch on you already hit it because i mean if, if i'm breaking it into categories passion is absolutely one of them uh compatibility whether they look like they actually are enjoying each other because there have been so many scenes and so many movies where especially you read afterwards to nobody's surprise they didn't like each other at all it didn't work compatibility was bad um editing i think is a I'm going to, sorry, I'm, make, I'm speechifying a little bit, but editing, having been, having acted and having directed, it's so cut up. And you two know this, how cut up it is that sometimes you'll see scenes. Like I think like, well, we talked about Monsters Ball, which it looked like there were times where the camera was hiding and they were just allowed to go and not be interrupted with cutaways. Hey, okay, done, cut. Now let's, you know, let's reverse and get Billy Bob's face from the other direction and like nine and a half weeks, which the compatibility was really bad, apparently, with with Rourke and um, what's her name? It's yeah. Are you talking and about Last Tango in Paris? Well, that's another one yeah, where, he, where apparently he forced himself on her into doing things she wasn't, which I don't understand at all. But that's, no. you know, you know, you have to have a conversation before you even start a scene like that. And in any case your most passionate scene. I'm curious of the movies, some of the movies I've talked about, but what move, what 
what was one of some of your more most passionate scenes where they really both seemed passionate and compatible together? Oh, I've got this one for sure. Uh, I covered the movie Atonement in one of our episodes. That was, was the 2007, I believe, Joe Wright film with Keira Knightley and James McAvoy. Yep. That had incredible chemistry. That had so much production value uh, because it's this pivotal scene that really changes the entire course of the, the film. And so they had to get it right in, and they had to get the sex to be at that intensity. Uh, and it's a great example of how the filmmaking really had to come before anything else because to make a good sexy scene, you know, you have to have chemistry, you have to have, you know, you have to have the actors be, be great together, but everything from the lighting, everything from the costume design and the setting and the everything came together to make this perfect moment that allowed for such sexy imagery to come forth on the screen. Right. Yeah. Right. Atonement, very high up there. Yeah. And a lot of what you talked about with that one when we discussed it on the podcast, which is, was that quote from Kira Knightley where she said it was what the the best experience she'd ever have yeah. filming a sex scene because it was so choreographed. So she knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, and she knew exactly what to expect and there were no surprises and there was nothing shady happening and mm -hmm. whatever. So that was a big part of it. But, you know, there are things like that dress that she was wearing. She's wearing this like really slinky, silky dress that you can like see her nipples straight through. And so it's like that you've got, okay, it's beautifully choreographed and um, you know, it, the the framing choices are incredible and meaningful and thematic, but also like, oh, damn, boobies, you know, <laughs> which yeah. is just, you get a little bit of everything with a movie like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, awesome. it, it's, it's Karen Knightley, so I can't complain. Uh, Johnny, you have a question. No, um, I, I listened to your guys' first episode. It was entertaining. Um, my, I guess my question is, how old were you guys when you let's say for example watched uh, Titanic and then did you find it sexy then or is this something now as an adult you're more um, turned on by hmm. I mean I think I understand sex more than I would at say 14 that does right. you know that does contribute I think uh, perhaps <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know it's interesting I can't really think of I was trying to think of this Kate brought up a possible episode for the future uh that was sort of like things scenes that introduced us to new concepts like when we were kids or something mm. um and i really couldn't think of some of the first sex scenes that i had seen i couldn't really think of ones that had introduced me to the concept so i don't know i don't have a great answer for you there titanic is definitely one of the early ones for me i think i was like way too young when i started watching that movie i, I can remember being about six or seven watching that movie but more than the sex scene is the uh, the drama like one of your french girl scene where kate winslet is full nude and that's such an erotic scene that i can remember being a kid and being like with my sister and watching it or with my cousins and watching it because it used to be like everyone had like the double vhs tape set of that movie oh yeah and just seeing it all the time um everywhere because everyone owned it 
Uh, and so more than the sex scene in the car and thinking, oh, that's, uh, you know, like the concept of intercourse or whatever. I remember being like, oh, do grownups just draw each other nude? Do I need to learn that? <laughs> I just go to the park and draw people and they're like, what are you doing? I don't know, but it feels like you and I have something. I'm like, what? I just, I don't know. I look what I drew. I drew you. So I think uh, let's go find a car. And I uh, bought two tickets on this boat. So uh, even, Carl- even in parks, caricatures have to be consensual. See, there we go. See, uh, Carlos, do you have a question? No, I got this bad boy right here. What is it? Mm, oh, he has the yes. double VHS. <laughs> yes. He only watches tape two. <laughs> I think that's where the good parts are. He really that's likes it. to watch the ship go down. That's that's it over and over. He cheers. <laughs> yeah. claps. He, he likes it when Leo's friend like hits the propeller on the way down. See? Okay. He deserved it. Uh, no, but Carlos, do you have a question here? By any chance? Um, actually, I was, I caught the last um, podcast, and you guys were talking about Outlander. Yes, yes, yeah. I brought Outlander recently. Yeah. Right. So, my question is: shows like Outlander, and there was another one I think it was called Barbarians on Netflix. But do you feel that shows like Outlander and these other ones, they're just trying to compete or trying to make themselves the new Game of Thrones, I guess? Because you know how Game of Thrones is really, I mean, there's a lot of sex in Game of Thrones. Do you think these new shows are doing it to compete or try to take over that level? Because see, because a lot of it, I feel like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy seeing, you know, seeing the sex scenes, right? But... um, do you feel like it's put in there just to get your attention? I mean, is it really always necessary? That's why I'm wondering, like, Outlander and these other shows are doing it to kind of raise the bar like Game of Thrones did. I mean, really, really sexy shows predate Game of Thrones and predate Outlander. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's about competing maybe with one specific show. I think they're increasingly common. And I think people are increasingly okay with saying, yeah, I like watching those smutty HBO (laughs) stars, whatever, Showtime shows. Um, People are increasingly into that premium cable style. Um, But yeah, no, I think we talked in our our episode that's not out yet about Queerest Folk, which was on Showtime starting in the year 2000, so 21 years ago. And it is to this day, the raunchiest, sexiest show I've ever seen in my life. No question about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. I think a, a show like Game of Thrones also, besides the sex scenes, gets, like Carlos, it kind of gets that, oh, you see all the sex in that show? It's also fairly, it's a huge show in general. So it's going to mm-hmm. catch that attention also, right? It's not just because the sex, I didn't watch it for the sex scenes. You know, I watched it for a dragon that didn't appear for eight years. Pissed me yeah. off. I mean, if, if any show is after the shock value of it, it's Game of Thrones because it's often not sex. It's often rape or incest or Correct. prostitution. No, or, and you're right. Yeah, it's not always it, like, I mean, yeah. two people in a relationship have sex and so there's like a lot of shock value. I mean, the first, isn't the first episode incest when he pushes uh, the kid out the window? Yeah. 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 Right it off is. the bat. Yeah, it right. Is. I mean, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so you guys are gonna stick around for the whole entire show today, right? Uh, I don't know. We were given the option. All right. Well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. So, hold on to your hats. 
We'll be right back after this on Nerds Talking, the podcast. Hello, this is Flynn from the Bourbon and Brothers podcast, where four friends sit around once a week talking about topics such as movies, television shows, nostalgia, nerdy debates centered around Marvel, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and more, all while making fun of one another, telling embarrassing stories about ourselves, and enjoying a glass of bourbon. So if you want to hear friends debate topics in more depth than they probably deserve, subscribe and listen to the Bourbon and Brothers podcast wherever you get your podcast. New episodes release every Friday, so we hope you join us. Cheers. Welcome back to Nerds Talking, the podcast. I'm here with Carlos, Johnny, Hugh, Kate, and Lauren, and I'm Lafayette. We had a packed house. I think it's the first time we've had six people on the show, so we have a lot of voices here. We're actually going to talk about uh, something I think I think just about everyone has, tattoos. Does everyone here have a tattoo? Oh, well, Lauren has plenty of tattoos. Yeah. I can see. How many tattoos my, do you have? My girls. Oh, wow. Uh what? my girls oh they're beautiful thank you so lauren how many tattoos do you have i honestly don't know if i've ever kept count <laughs> you don't know how, many, how do you not know how many take a well, guess i've been work i've been working on a sleeve for the last few years and oh, so okay. that feels like uh you know it's not it's one piece but it's done in so many sessions that it's kind of like it's, it's really just one big yeah, yeah it's, it's kind one of clipsed big. everything before it gotcha um, but i've got about oh at least at least half a dozen probably more on the other arm oh so, you have a lot yeah wow i, uh, I kate, enjoy them very much kate do you have tattoos i have one tiny one on my foot <laughs> okay Oh, it's one. Uh, Hugh, I, Hugh, you have just the arm tattoo or you have just, more? No, just my girls Just the right kids. Now. Just the girls. Just the kids. Yeah. At what age are they on that tattoo? Like 10, 12? No, it was like, I want to say eight years ago. So they would have been eight and four. No, I can't go- be right. No, 10 and six. 10 and six. Are you going to get more underneath as their age progresses? Or are you good with just that age of kids? I'm good because they look almost the same i mean it's amazing oh, is that how you do it you look at them like every other uh, oh, still pretty good still the same i won't change it <laughs> yeah. yet yeah, okay I mean, uh, if i had other things it'll be different things something maybe over here but related more to work i did for many many years and okay yeah. and johnny do you have a tattoo you know what first i'm gonna go say go fuck yourself because <laughs> i had a feeling once i saw this topic you guys were gonna bring me put put me know. on front street i already know about it go ahead, all right go. i'll tell you i don't care <laughs> I'll tell you. So uh, I was in the military. I was on leave uh, from Budapest or from when I went to Bosnia. So we went to Budapest and we all got drunk and my friends got skulls and pit bulls of blood coming out of their mouth. And I woke up with a fucking dolphin on my shoulder. (laughs) Just a dolphin and it's it's arcing out of the water, splashing and stuff like that. So when I was going to go on a cruise in uh, 2000 and I was like, well, obviously, I can't have this fucking dolphin on my back. <laughs> so I went into a, a tattoo place, and he's like, "Well, I can cover it, but I need to put this. It has to be big." So now it's like uh, half of my my back, and it's a big ass dragon. But if you look really closely, there's a a dolphin, dolphin in the belly of the beast. Yeah, nice. so, very nice. I uh, yeah, I've, I've regretted for years telling you guys that shit because yeah. I knew I knew it was gonna. You should just like added flames, like. Made, made the dolphin cool, like fangs put some spikes on him. Yeah, right. Or, or put yeah. him in the mouth of a pit bull. Right? 
anything yeah <laughs> just keep the dolphin there you just should have added to the dolphin yeah it, i didn't i mean obviously i was hammered yeah i didn't yeah, I think you. it through so i didn't i wasn't expecting you know well you were hammered I, in bosnia or in budapest here? or budapest well no well, don't get a tattoo in budapest i'm just right. trying to I'm trying to picture that. I just I could see the other guys. Yeah, let me have that fucking skull. I, I'll have a dolphin. I guess my, my question: back. Did you pick it, or were you didn't even know what you picked? Well, the story that I tell is no, no, the truth. The truth. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I, I mean, I, I, I thought I was gonna pick like uh, those Chinese Chinese characters that mean mm -hmm. something, and then uh, I saw a dolphin. It looked no. good. Oh, so and, you uh, picked the dolphin? Okay, now I mean, know. I was I was not sober mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you can blame it on that sure I right. they refused yeah. to put a shamrock on your ankle had to go with the dolphin <laughs> i mean i'm surprised right. it's not not on my lower back but i wasn't I, that would have been good had i known that all my friends would make that <laughs> fucking dolphin sound every time they saw me i probably wouldn't have done it so uh, your friends not, are asses man not the the coolest thing to get while you're in the military and like so when people say oh thank you for your service well you don't really know I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't thank me if you saw this dolphin on my shoulder <laughs> and carlos I, do you have many tattoos do you have i have one. Oh, okay on just one uh, tattoo shoulder blade okay i have none so i'm the zero guy no tattoos i mean the question is uh, that was posed is do you guys have any regrets getting a tattoo do you is it kind of out of sight, out of mind? The one maybe like Johnny can't see his, so it's almost like doesn't really know it's there most of the time. Doesn't realize even has it. Is it something you wish you could change or, um, you know, so to that degree? Like Kate has one small one, she says on her foot. Is it, what is it? What's the design? It, so I got this tattoo. Um, it was sort yeah. of a, also a bad decision Saturday night tattoo. I wasn't really drunk but my best friend and I knew we were about to um, move far apart I was about to move to the west coast and she was on the east coast and we were like we should do something to memorialize our friendship as you do right so we um we both got this tattoo that says hello my friend which is sort of a reference to the Neil Diamond song but really it's more like a meta reference to the really bad movie Saving Silverman with Jack Black and Steve Zahn <laughs> whoever else is in that one and the main characters are in a Neil Diamond cover band in that movie. So really it's that because we've always watched that movie together. Um, and I, it's so tiny and it is very much out of sight, out of mind now. But when I first got it, I had the funniest reaction. I was like immediately regretful and like, I'm never gonna see that patch of skin again. Oh my God, the, the real estate, <laughs> I'll never get back on the side of my left foot as though. I spend a lot of time admiring like the weird wrinkly skin on the side of my foot or something. But um, I, I quickly got over that feeling. But for, I don't know, a few weeks, I was like, was this a huge mistake? As though it's got any impact on my life at all. And yeah, that's a good point, too. I mean, it doesn't, it's not, it's not a visible spot, you know? It's not like you got it like, you know, right on your collarbone below your neck where everybody, oh, hello, my friend. Like, people just constantly say it to you, hello, my friend, like nonstop. Yeah. It's yeah. like just high enough that it you can see it above the top of if I wear like ballet flats or sandals or something, you can see it, but it's really easy to hide. My best friend is a person with like a lot of tattoos. She's got like a half sleeve. And so she got hers like along the, the top of her calf. So hers is way more oh, visible and that. hers is yeah. like bigger font than mine. So she was way 
braver about it but she already had like you know four or five tattoos when we did this and this was <laughs> my first run at it so and and lauren i mean you have plenty of tattoos you definitely don't regret getting tattoos i assume you want more tattoos oh yeah so what is the appeal of getting tattoos like why I, you know you see rappers with ta face tattoos neck tattoos mm. and so forth and what is the appeal of constantly adding to the collection? Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna start uh, putting ink on my face, so I can't really speak to that. Uh, that's not necessarily my aesthetic, but to each their own. Um, no, I think, I think there's something about taking ownership of your body that comes from, from having tattoos it's like a real way of saying like this, this piece of skin, this is mine and I'm gonna do whatever I want with it. And if that's either putting some sort of quote, like I've got a Kurt Vonnegut quote on my arm, or if it's something like a slice of pizza, which I've heard is a popular tattoo, you know, that's fine too. It's not necessarily so much about the content as about the like, this is my body and I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. Do you have one though that you're like, eh, maybe I should have got, eh, I don't, I don't want to keep looking at that every day. Not really. There's one that I think I would change the design of a little bit, but I, I, I've, gotten a good mentality with my tattoos of being like this is at least true to how I felt in the moment like it may not necessarily hold up throughout my entire life but it's a reminder of a, an instant in my life Does and your and your tattoos are visible like you, like you can see you know what I mean they're not like yeah. Johnny's on his back anybody that puts it on their back or basically anywhere behind them so, but are they kind of out of sight, out of mind though? Because you're so, you're just used to having like, they're just more or less, like you said, it's almost like, um, it's almost like your second skin. Like, oh, like almost, you don't really pay attention much to them. I mean, it is my skin. It's not even a second skin. It's just my skin. That's what I mean. I've, so it's, that's what I'm saying. That I see all so the time. like when you look at it, is it still like, oh, look at that. Or is it just, that's just, it is what it is. Like it's, it's you, like it, that's it. Yeah, no, after time, it just becomes part of your identity. It just becomes, you know, this is my arm. This is, these are my arms. And this is my, you know, this is what I've got going on here. There's no going back. It's Unless just, you cover it up yeah. like Johnny did with a dragon. That's, yeah. I would not. <laughs> yeah. I think you, honestly, I think you should have just rocked that dolphin. That's Looking what back, I'm saying. Thank you. Back, I think I would have dolphin. gotten more attention if I he had just kept the He should have just yeah. upgraded the dolphin. That's mm -hmm. it. Just, just, but you know, I get it though, because people, like he said, his friends were making fun of him and his self esteem dropped. And we didn't see him for years. He hid in his house. Mm. And we were like outside of his house doing the <laughs> dolphin sound. <laughs> you know, we had hula hoops holding him up, jump through this, jump through this. <laughs> He just couldn't take it. And just, uh, <laughs> like Carlos has one on his back. I, I assume for him, it's again, it's probably out of sight, out of mind. Like I have a tattoo. Is it still back there? Like it's a, yeah, it's still there. No, but that's exactly. I well, mean, I know it's there. I've always wanted one, and so I designed it myself. And it's 
uh, well, you know what it is. It's the Portuguese crest and the uh, the maple leaf from the Canadian flag on top of each other because I, I'm Portuguese descent. I was born in Canada. But that's kind of why I put it on my back. I always wanted one, but then, like you said, it's out of sight, out of mind. So when I look in the mirror, I don't see it, right? It's on my back unless I look for it. And I really don't, I mean, like my brother, my older brother has a bunch of tattoos. He's got them on his shoulders and his calves. And I'm not a real big fan of the shoulder tattoo. It's just, to me, it's just cliche. It's just mm. everybody puts it on their shoulder. But I do want, I mean, now that I have a son, he's two. And then his favorite character is Goofy. He always walks around asking about Goofy. So for some reason now, I, I want to get more, but I want to get more because of him. So I was thinking like maybe I'd try to work some sort of Disney sleeve. I know it's kind of weird, but I mean, I guess it's not really weird, but you know, some guys, you know, that put dragons in their back would probably make fun of me. But, uh, you know, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted a Disney right sleeve. Johnny. I don't think Johnny <laughs> I'm just alone. sitting here enjoying yeah, I mean, this, our new I mean, guest. We can and make fun of Johnny assholes. without the tattoos. Right. Yeah, you can do this any day. Yeah, we do it all the time. Turn it up a notch today. Yeah. Fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of our next podcast fucking dicks but wait in what wait, in what context anyway hugh yeah um uh get, go ahead you have i mean you have a tattoo of your kids so of course you you're you know proud of your what? tattoo and you don't plan on really getting another one or no i do no i had a plan i had a little plan like the girls first mm -hmm. and then over here because my i was a camera guy for 35 years in, in la big camera video so i was going to do what my handle was which is skull cam dude i used to have a skull on my camera i still have the camera i still have the skull and i was going to have a camera coming out of the skull and that was going to be on this shoulder skull cam dude and then i was going to do a phoenix on my back as in rising out of what i used to do now doing something else or something to that effect i just remember though when i got this you know you hear about the first time you get one like it you know it hurts and it, you know, it didn't hurt crazy, but like when he was doing her hair, he kept going down the same spot. And I just remember looking, going, fucking finish. Aren't you finished? Finish that. Next <laughs> finish time that you get hair. one, to show up with a Sharpie and use this. And then, oh, yeah. I just, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it was like, it wasn't that bad, but it was still like, aren't you done? Done? <laughs> <laughs> so you would have like one and a half children on there. He just walked out. Like no, one but I kid's got, face is smeared. But I got a plan though. That's the plan at some point. Well, there you go. John, how old your tattoo? How old is my tattoo? Yeah. Look the, the cover up. Yo, your dolphin. How old your dolphin? No, I know. I know what you're talking about. Jeez, you guys don't need to remind everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, the dolphin frolic. Well, the reason I ask is <laughs> like you never thought of getting a second tattoo. Well, that is your second. I guess a third tattoo. Um no, I mean, I, I thought about getting either removed or just getting like a whole sleeve, but then uh, I don't see it very often when I do. I just bow my head and shake it. And there's a little bit of regret. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always reminded of uh, that movie with Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg, That's My Boy, where he gets his son uh, tattooed, or he gets the new kids of the block tattooed on his back when he's a kid but when he grows up <laughs> their heads are all like enlarged it's the funniest scene <laughs> that would be a good tattoo get like all the heads of like NSYNC yeah it's like the worst tattoo ever <laughs> be great I don't have any tattoos because see I do art and I'm a person I, I couldn't 
I couldn't stare at the same thing all the time. I'd be like, oh, why can't I change this? Why can't I just erase it and draw something else? And you have to keep adding to it. So like if I got like, you know, let's say I got Carlos face on my arm for some apparent reason, I'd have to add a mustache one year, then the next year, give him like earrings. And they're like, why do you keep doing that? I can't just keep staring at it. Just keep adding to them. And then then they give the tattoo face tattoos and it just keeps adding on. And I just like, I don't know. I, I see tattoos. At least for me, tattoos, I see them as out of sight, out of mind. Like you're going to get all these tattoos and it's almost like, oh, Man, I shouldn't have got that one. Or I mm. want to keep staring at this pirate, like you know, eating fried chicken. I like I gotta, gotta eat life decisions. Damn dolphins! So He's right back at you, Johnny. <laughs> you know what killed me when I would do was doing carpets, like entertainment carpets in L.A. Steve-O came out, and I covered him a couple times when he was not in his best days, and he came out with a tattoo when he came when he had the one done on his back, which is his own face which I never understood at all. Why would you put your own face on your back? I mean, I just never got it. But do you, like you know, life-size of his yeah, own face. It's, a life- it's not life-size. even like a miniature. Like just but a you giant know why Steve he got face. that? It's because if you saw the Jackass movie, he gets the tattoo when they're in the car in the in the 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 buggy in the desert and they're trying to tattoo his back at the same time. I remember. It's I remember just this big that. scribble. Yeah. Like, so he got the face tattoo to cover it all up. But why? Why your own? Why not He's get not, something else to cover it up? There you know, are other I think, faces in the world. Yeah, but you know, think <laughs> yes. about it. Remember the old, you know, you can't see it anyway. So when he's walking, people know it's him still. So there you go. Because they didn't I know mean, for sure it was him. From the front, <laughs> if you only see him from the back, Steve-O, and he turns around like, "Yep, that's me." All right. You're yeah. asking a lot of a guy who's famous for like accidentally stapling his own balls to his leg, and right? Like, he did. Do we do he, we feel like there's a real good answer? He did there? that. Yeah. Up. He exactly. did that on one on the carpet I was on. He pulled his junk right out there on the carpet oh and said, "Look, it's a cheeseburger." It's like, "Oh my god, dude! I don't want to see that at hey, all." That's what goes for entertainment. There we go. All right, we'll take a break here on Nerds Talking the podcast. Right back after this. Check out Let's Get It On Film, the all things sex in film and TV podcast. Join us while we break down the best, the worst, the sexiest that film and TV has to offer. Keep it pervy. We're your hosts, Kate and Lauren. We're definitely qualified and sexy. Welcome back to Nerds Talking, the podcast, our full house or fuller house, if you watch Netflix, of characters with Johnny, Carlos, Hugh, Kate and Lauren. And uh, you guys know Kate and Lauren, they do have their own podcast, as you heard in the first segment. It's uh, called Let's, is it Let's Get It On Film, right? That's what it's called. That is correct. And we, as you guys hear in our breaks, we promote other podcasts. So you can go check out other shows. I mean, we want you to listen to ours and listen to ours over and over, but we, you know, go check out other shows too. They're fun. I mean, podcasts for me, I I listen to primarily podcasts these days. So they don't have a promo yet to give us. Was like we need a promo. We need one now, and so we're like, why don't you do it live? We're recording. Give us a promo, to, you know. And um, so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna, you, you guys take a, it's uh, go ahead and take a crack at it, okay? Now if it's you know if it's not good, we're not you know whatever. It doesn't matter. But then Johnny's gonna take a crack at it, and then Carlos will take a crack at it, Hugh, and so forth. But you guys will lay the foundation of your promo. And then Johnny will show us how it's done. Why is Johnny doing this? I, I just don't understand why you're <laughs> putting me on prostitute. The dolphin. Johnny just, is no matter what. I'm sorry. On, you got, so. You're getting punished for the dolphin. Oh, um, obviously, no, I make bad life choices. So, like, 
Don't trust me. <laughs> All right. So Lauren and Kate, you're on the spot. You have a commercial to film. Doesn't even have to be great. It just has to guide the rest of the show. Ready, <laughs> set, and action. I can do this. Are you ready? Yeah, Kate, I'm ready. <laughs> Check out Let's Get It On Film, the all things sex in film and TV podcast. Join us while we break down the best, the worst, the sexiest that film and TV has to offer. Keep it pervy. Uh, see, you didn't even need me. Wait, that's the whole promo. See, that was fine. <laughs> you got now, it. Now, oh, there, there was one flaw. Oh, oh. You didn't mention the host Let's of the show. You just said, I got oh. this. And you just, we didn't say that you, who hosts the show. That is true. Okay, you can see? edit this back in and this will be, this will be my bit. Um, okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, all right, all right. We're your hosts, Kate and Lauren. We're definitely qualified and sexy. Actually, that works for the end of the promo. That's actually, see, there we go. See, now we have we a go. promo. We got there. And, there, and the, that was the trick. None of us are actually going to do a take on it. We got what we wanted. Bam! We got oh, our no. promo. No, okay, Johnny, your turn. All right, now, Johnny. I want to do what they're doing with the movie. You, I, I can't you, do it. But you're filling a... in for them for the week. They're there's out something... on vacation. Yeah. You know, they're in, where'd you get your tattoo again? Bahamas, <laughs> whatever. Budapest. Budapest. And they're like, hey, where's that famous tattoo shop with the dolphin? We're on vacation. That's how they that's how it goes down to Budapest. Got <laughs> <laughs> these pictures on the wall. Hey, this guy got a dolphin. US military. Okay. So, so Johnny's <laughs> filling in for the show for the week, but he has to cut a promo for mm -hmm. let's get it on film. Johnny, go. I want to give you one piece of direction. Oh, here we go. One piece of direction. Just remember, keep it sexy. Mm. Keep it sexy. Now remember. Now act like you're doing the intro for the show. Like you know, hi, mm -hmm. I'm Johnny, and you're listening to, and you meant you have to tell us what the show's about. Go. But can you give us like a little phone sex operator? Can you put oh, a little? Wow. Wow. up a little. There's a lot. <laughs> this, hey, remember they're directing. We said they get to direct yeah, the. Yeah, I want to hear that. I want to hear so Johnny, that. Johnny, you two criterias. Uh, you got to do phone sex operator voice. Okay. And uh, uh, Lauren, what was your criteria? You gave him a criteria. Well, what was I it said again? keep it sexy, but I keep think it it's sexy. kind of they're one in the same. I think you can mix them both together. All right, All right Johnny. So I'm, going, I'm going to tell you before I start, <laughs> I'm a little self-conscious <laughs> because on previous podcasts and previous years of our lives, you, you say my voice sounds like a drunk Kermit the Frog. No, no. A, yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes. No. A drunk, yes, yes, yes. A bad yes. Kermit the Frog. A bad, so, a bad you know, Kermit the Frog. If you watch, uh, uh, let's get it on film. Uh, that's but you I, go I, ahead. I just, I just don't see how I can make anyone go. Damn it! Six, do six the damn, midnight. do the goddamn phone sex voice and shut your mouth. I, well, don't shut I your got, mouth because you have to do the promo. We you know what I mean. Do the thing. We need that. Yeah, you're up because Carlos is next. Make it sound like the Muppet Show, then, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. If you want to go from six to midnight, yay! Yes. <laughs> Get it on film. Stop waving your hands. <laughs> All right, you're up. Right. Remember, it's like you're starting the show off. You're the host, and you got to mention what the show's about, what they're listening to. Go. Um, he's he's blanking out. <laughs> so much pressure. Honestly, I was I was hoping for for this might be controversial, but I think mm -hmm. Hugh has such a such a. Rate. Oh no, Hugh's gonna go too. Everyone oh, gets, gets a shot. Everyone. I've gets already a got shot. it written. 
He's like, he's writing a script. It's written already. He's probably texting his like. It's he's only ten seconds his, long though. It needs he's to be texting short. his friends and he's like, "Hey, remember that movie you directed? How should I do this?" No, uh, I already know. I'm doing it with the movie. Okay, movies. Johnny, you you don't go yet because since Hugh is ready, you can think about what you have to do. Okay, so right. Hugh, you're up. Three, two, one. Let's get it on film with Lauren and Kate, where they'll talk about all things love and sex in movies. Let's keep it pervy. Hell yeah, we need that. We wow. need that light. Give me that wow. audio. Wow, I think there we're done. We go. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. Wow, you are you are just uh, that's like the, first... the movie trailer guy, boys. <laughs> Let me explain how rules work in podcasts. Hugh, do not upstage the guests, please. Good <laughs> lord, man. Well, no, they can use it. I mean, just uh, it'll be a change of pace. Yeah. Can you okay, give Carlos us a little Zero. like? Yeah. Wait, I want a, I want a little more out of Hugh. I want a little like in a world where there's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so much sex on. on HBO. That's good. That's even better. In a world, in a world where there's too much sex on HBO. Turn on sex. PBS. Where the Muppets. I love your line though. Let's keep it pervy. Yeah. All right, uh, Carlos, you're up. Go ahead. Now remember, you're you're filling in, and you gotta go because they're getting dolphin tattoos. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> right. I think he, did you write it down also? Who? You did you write no, it down? I took little notes, but I didn't write a script like Hugh wrote a script. Well, I mean, he I was wrote already like three but I wrote two was, things. I wrote sexy time and perverts. That's okay, what no, I wrote. You know what? I want Welcome to, to get promo. it on film. If you're as much as a pervert as I am, listen to us. We'll tell you all about the sexy stuff in films and TV. Let's get naked. Let's go. Your catch is let's yeah. get naked. And Hughes was exactly what we do. And Hughes was uh, what was what was your catch? What was your line at the end? Oh, let's it's her pervy. line, but I just stole it. It's like, oh, it's, let's get pervy. That was it, oh, Kate said let's get pervy. pervy. Carlos said let's get naked. Yeah, wow, that's not it well, at all. But but you know what? It's not a bad line, but it's not what uh, we definitely Hughes you want winning. people to come and and listen and tune in. Like what's going on? They're getting naked. Yes, but it's I'm a it's listen. not a visual show. It's an audio only hey, medium. Use your show. imagination. Use your imagination. Johnny imagined his dolphin was badass. I, why do you keep going you back keep to Johnny back. for? I mean, okay. let me do that a part. Kidney punch. Kidney punch. <laughs> All right, Johnny, you're up now. You've had you two people go already. You should do it in Kermit, yeah, Johnny. Do it in Kermit. A, no, that's just his that's regular, his regular voice. voice. <laughs> Let's keep it pervy. <laughs> hey, Piggy. Yeah. Throw one of those in hey, there. Piggy. Throw yeah, one. Do that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, remember, it's pretty simple. You just have to mention the name of the show, and one guy says, keep it pervy. The other guy says, let's get naked. Take their notes and go. I, I'm just so sad right now. Like, I feel like any promo would be... Uh, let's get it on podcast. If you want to get turned on, just don't listen to my voice. Just listen to <laughs> girls, and they're gonna cover everything. It's gonna be great. Just, I'm so sorry for everything. <laughs> you know what? Yours is pretty good. Perfect. Though. I'm not gonna lie. Yours. Yeah. You might. You might. You know what? Yeah. Hugh, you're second winner, place. Right? Yeah, Johnny's like just really sad loner. Like, <laughs> hey guys, sorry about this, but I'm filling in. Oh man, I watched the wrong movies. I watched Commando. There's no sex in it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, man. I really did. But Predator, nothing. Then there was Toy uh, Story. Nothing yeah. in Toy Story either. Yeah, Toy Story, nothing. <laughs> My buddy told me to watch this show, a movie, Moana. Nothing. I don't know, man. Anyway. He watched Triple X. It was just yeah. Movie, so. <laughs> yeah. Like, I watched Triple X. Vin Diesel was kind of hot, I guess, but nothing. <laughs> like, like, totally just, he's totally off just everything. Like, 
here's a question for you guys. Uh, how about the? Well, there's no. You guys don't. You guys don't do animated movies and shows. We haven't assume, yet. But do you I have anything that, in mind? Yes, I have something in mind for animated sex. There's actually uh, more than you'd think. Uh, okay, give me one. Just give me one. Oh God. We talked about one on the show a couple our of times. Favorite, though. Our That's our favorite, and it's it's like the most graphic, and like probably the hottest sex scene in all the movies. And it's in an animated ever, ever. ever. Yeah. The if you haven't seen it yet, you're missing out. What is yeah, it? You're missing out. You just, oh, come on. Let them go first. The then one we'll, that comes we'll to wait. mind for me is kind of cheating because it's animated and real life. Uh, do you guys know the film Cool World? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Didn't the one that it. comes to mind. Okay. Mm. Okay. Didn't and about Kate, it. do you have one? I can't even think of animated sex. We had a, an episode set aside for like puppet sex. Which we definitely do, Team America. That's it. That's yes. what we're just talking yes. about. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. That was very because good. Because it's iconic, of course. How could you? There you not? go. But I. There you go. I haven't watched anything smutty in animation. Um, I mean, I heavy metal. Have you guys ever seen heavy metal? Oh, no. No. Okay. Watch well, heavy metal 80s. when you. 80s. It's a really well animated movie. It's actually like an action, uh, adventure eighties cartoon but uh has a lot of nudity and so forth and uh yeah check that out but uh, yeah team america is what we're referring to as you guys know it's that is full-blown just getting it getting down and dirty it's getting just puppet action so um wasn't and- the story there that they put as much raunchy material in that scene so that other parts of the movie would fly under the censor's radar that makes I sense mean, probably i would assume so I mean, the whole movie's pretty, pretty, pretty bad and and crazy and uh, Matt Damon and, uh, but that's okay. Johnny, anything else? No. Okay, just gonna go back to you. Nothing. <laughs> All right, we'll take a, one more break after this. We'll be right back after this commercial from our sponsors, Johnny's Dolphin Friends. This is the Gorge. It's a podcast where my friend Sarah and I gorge ourselves in overanalyzing a topic. The body count it's in su- this children's movie. <laughs> it's insanely high. The reason he's able to be a good assassin is because no one would expect a gorilla to kill you. <laughs> I made the incredibly stupid decision to start Marble Hornets. And the robot says, I know where we can find your baby. It was stolen by Captain Crunch. He sounds like Chuck Huber. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> The Gorge, three times a month, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Nerds Talking, the podcast here with Lauren, Kate, Hugh, Johnny, Carlos, Lafayette. I read the names off the screen because I forget. All right. So right back here uh, with our guest host from the podcast. Let's get it on film. Hugh, one more time. Give us the promo. Uh, when I count the three. Oh, oh hey, go. hold on. Hey, there. Hold, hold on. All right. Now <laughs> All you right. have to do it a little more like... Uh, uh, Kate asked for like the movie phone guy, like that guy. You know the. Yeah, once yeah, yeah. I listened yeah, yeah, to a yeah, podcast yeah. and it was about sex on film, like that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I may even start that way. That's good. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Once I listened to a podcast about sex on film. It was called "Let's Get It On Film" with Lauren and Kate. 
where they'll talk about all things love and sex in movies. Let's keep it pervy. There we go. That was and majestic. That's, and that's how yeah, we start beautiful. this segment. But Carlos, you yeah, continue the segment because mm. uh, you had a question about uh, sex on film. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think sex on film? Well, to me, sex on film is not, man, I, my experience in sex is not what you see on film. Mm-hmm. I hate when they have people having sex on film and then one rolls off the other one in bed. The sheets are nice and neat. They roll <laughs> off each other like, cool, we're done. That's not how it works. It's never worked that way for me. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. But I don't know. Because <laughs> there's like cleanup. There's a smell. There's The sheets are never in the same spot. The sheets are me- barely even there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, when you guys see these sex scenes, do you go, okay, it's cool, it's sexy, but it's that's not real? Oh, yeah. That's a big part of what we talk about every week. That, that's where we get into our authenticity criterion. It's like, you know, parts of it are great. Occasionally, it's realistic. Most of the time, it's crazy, and people are, like, hoisting each other against walls, and, like, <laughs> there's a shameful lack of foreplay, deeply unrealistic that way. That Very yeah. often, we're like, there's no way. A woman could enjoy this at all. As well, though. But that's a time <laughs> thing, you know. It's a time crunch, you know. See, nobody gets so many. But they, they don't even hint at it. It's just like, <laughs> right into it, you know. We, um, <laughs> we had one episode recently where it was really remarkable because there was actual uh, clit stimulation going on. We never see that in film. Now, was that's, this a was that a film? Like a that major was, film uh, in Versailles, the TV show Versailles. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, people have to realize they also cover TV shows. Not when people think film, they might think just you know movies, but you guys cover everything from TV to just TV and movies, right? There's no, you guys don't cover. I don't know theater, the, theater, <laughs> theater. <laughs> yeah, you guys like literature, you know. great, yeah, exactly, great art. exactly. No, uh, we we keep it. You know, uh, as podcasters, you will be aware that the podcast uh, categories have a TV and film category. And so that is what we have restricted ourselves to. There we go. Hugh. So, no, I'm curious, do you uh, ever talk about, because there's there's always been rumor about some of the really hotter scenes and whether it actually happened. Mm. And there's there's a lot of rumor about that, including, and I can think of like three movies right off the top of my head, including when you talked about stimulation jack nicholson with jessica lang and the postman always rings twice supposedly mm-hmm. that really happened in that movie uh with um what's this michael douglas and uh what's her name and um basic instinct supposedly really where it wasn't really planned and we even talked about monster ball again to bring that one up where if it didn't happen then i don't know where he went mm-hmm. you know where he was because I don't know if you've seen Monster Ball. It's so graphic. I've seen that scene. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Uh, I I mean, how to how to be delicate about this? Well, do you think uh, it does? Do you think it it has happened in in film between main actors like that? I think when something like that happens, it's not good. I think uh, for the most part uh you want a situation where everyone's super comfortable and there's not really a reason when you're doing filmmaking i i don't see the point in having unsimulated scenes because it's not 
it's not about that necessarily, unless that's the film you're making. I mean, I know we, we talked a little bit just ourselves um, about Chloe Sevigny. Uh, Brown, Brown and, Bunny. Brown Bunny. Yeah. Um, which like she's game to do that stuff, which is really cool and really unique. Uh, it should not, should not be expected of people and it should not be the norm. <laughs> I think maybe I think maybe the the thing I was even in the throes of something where they're you're that close to each other, mm. and if if especially if it's a scene where you're allowed basically to go on for more than thirty seconds before a cut and changing camera angles, and that's what I'm talking about with like Monster Ball, for example, because mm. part of that scene looked like it was shot for a minute maybe or or longer from like behind a wall, almost like they had just cleared the set. And that was uh, that was a rumor about the Mickey Rourke movie, nine and a half weeks that they had also cleared the set, put a camera up on the ceiling because part of the shot was from up up high, and it seemed to go on for the longest time. And I thought, well, why did they do it that way? Unless there was a chance that things were going to happen, you know. And it could to be a certain extent, you know, they're looking for natural chemistry and they're hoping they'll get maybe a little carried away. Um, I don't know that we necessarily need to traffic in like the horny urban legend of movies and like oh, right. I heard they were really fucking under those sheets because it's like right. I don't know who cares we're not watching it that's no. what porn is for but right. like you know a lot of the things that you talk about like Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct like when you hear about these things decades later it's through the lens of like oh yeah the director convinced me not to wear panties and didn't tell me that he was going to show my vagina on screen. And so it, it always comes back to like abuse and you're like, Oh yeah. no, that's not hot at all. That's so shitty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I read that story and I mean, what she had to say, and if that's what happened, it is shitty. Yeah. The question I have is, do you guys watch movies that you haven't seen or do you pick films that you recall that you can critique or like, do you, do you watch a movie blind? Like, we haven't seen this one. We heard it's, you know, and then we're going to, we're going to pick it apart or, and so forth. Kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, definitely mixed. I've seen some of the films that I talk about and some of the TV that I've talked about. Um, but oftentimes I'm at least rewatching it before we talk about it. Um, I'm doing research about how it was made. Um, and some of the some of the stuff is new to me. Some of the stuff I've I've looked for like examples of specific sex scenes that stand out, and I've specifically sought them out. Yeah, me too. I try to watch everything that I talk about just so that I can provide like wider context on it. But there are things that I definitely watch just by nature of its reputation for having like a really horny scene. So something like The Bronze with Sebastian Stan and Melissa Rauch has a hilarious sex scene but I watched it because I heard it's got a hilarious sex scene. All right. My, my last question is what is the worst movie you've critiqued that you've reviewed? <laughs> what is the one you're like, wow, this is so bad. Like it's just horribly set up. It's, it's even badly edited and shot and not necessarily unrealistic per se, but just, it's just bad. I, Which movie is it? It's, it's mine. I brought uh, wild things. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Dylan and and mm -hmm. Nev Campbell and uh, Carrie Richards. Yeah, Jake part of my top five all time movie list. But now go ahead and ruin it for me. No, yeah, no. It's <laughs> because um, I specifically brought the scene where the two girls are starting to kiss in the pool, 
and that it's implied that they start to have sex but really you just cut to kevin bacon's stupid face like hiding in the bushes with a camcorder it's not sexy and so i, I talked about that uh as opposed to i think the famous threesome scene uh because yeah i was i was I was disappointed by it. There were deleted scenes that were much more kind of soft core type filming and you know you saw some titties and that was great but <laughs> in the context of the film it was just like well we just have to have some lesbian actions so that we can you know report yeah, I think, it and it'll be amazing. Yeah, and I think a lot is implied in that movie. Yeah. And like you said it's almost like a tease like oh they're going to oh Kevin Bacon Exactly. Like, it's very, and, very disconcerting. When yeah. You're like, oh, and I'm there for Kevin Bacon. Don't get me wrong. Like if there's like a war movie and all of a sudden Kevin Bacon comes on screen, like you're not even in the movies. Like it's Kevin Bacon. Like, you I'm also there. in that film later, yeah. you see his penis. You see his that's right. Again. penis. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That's right. Did Kevin you really? Bacon. I forgot about that. Well, yeah, yeah. Isn't Matt, Matt Dillon standing in the bathroom with him? Like why are they both in the bathroom together? And then he steps <laughs> yeah. out of the shower. Like, what are you doing here, dude? He comes out of the He's just... It's an odd scene too. Like, is it necessary? Like, like, okay. I mean, does it add to the story? I don't. Maybe must I don't must a scene be necessary? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know Thank it, you. Especially that scene. And and I just said I want more Kevin Bacon, and you threw that, yeah. and I'm like, I want less Kevin Bacon. You know what? Lord, it reminds me of Franco in that same sort of scene in the pool. Remember, he plays a drug guy, and it was shot in Tampa. Like mm -hmm. right where I am. Spring break. Oh, spring, spring breakers. Break. Spring breakers. Yeah, spring breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you read yeah, afterwards yeah. that there were certain people who were just totally uncomfortable being in there. Johnny, it's your take. All right, good to hear from you. All right. <laughs> no, so like the we like the. Oh wait, Carlos has more. Well, no, I was just gonna ask. You said so. Wild things you say is the worst. Uh, At like least sex that we've scene. Covered so far. Okay, that you covered so far because that's because what comes to mind to me is like as the one of the worst sex scenes in a movie is in showgirls mm. oh you're talking that about the horrible yeah where she's about like the, she's the like had a seizure on him yeah <laughs> yeah so like, what is going on flashing water yeah, yeah. like did somebody so drop bad. a toaster in the water and they're dying <laughs> somebody help them and the best part of the scene is the guy just has a smile he's just he's, just, he's not even reacting he's like uh -huh, yeah. yeah he's dying i'm good like i'm that good he's, look at you he's electrocuted. I've electrocuted you i'm amazing <laughs> You've caused so much friction in this pool <laughs> that electricity started up, oh, and now no, look this, at you. Like, this is my passion face. Yeah, and she literally is jumping up and down. <laughs> Johnny knows that noise. <laughs> and, and, and he's just like, yeah, I'm that good. I was on Desperate Housewives. So, you know, uh, yeah, good, good pull on that scene. That is a horrible scene. Yeah. yeah, just, I mean, a horrible movie, but a horrible scene. That is just the worst. I mean, Thankfully, the thing that Kate and I have really discovered in doing this podcast is uh, there's a lot of sex scenes to talk about. We have so oh, yeah. much material for oh, yeah. like, the next few years. We You'll never run out. Yeah. If you ever run out, just email Johnny. He's got a list. Yeah, and his yeah. aren't even like... <laughs> They're just on the internet, if you know what it's I mean. Like, you, want, you want anime? You call him. Hentai? Yeah. He's got a list. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah, he, he you, you guys can do your own podcast. He tattoos all the movies on his <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about tentacle monsters? Like, oh, wait, whoa, I've seen that actually, one. I that was an anime. No, That's an anime. You. That oh, one's no. wild. That one's like, hey, no. wow. Yeah, that one is a little much. Wow. 
All right. Well, uh, thank you to Lauren and Kate for coming on the show with us. Uh, go ahead and plug your show one more time. We're not gonna we're gonna plug it to death anyway. But <laughs> go ahead and uh, plug it again. Uh, not you, Hugh. You keep quiet. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, thank you. Yes, this is our <laughs> moment, Hugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we are uh, Kate and Lauren from Let's Get It On Film. Uh, you can check us out where you get your podcasts. Uh, Kate, anything? Anything I'm forgetting to say? No, I think uh, no, think I you're think, good. I think I'm good, and I think I've got yeah. everything. Just, Remember you know, to uh, where where you get podcasts. That's where we go. are. Notif- uh, turn on your notifications. Download, subscribe, leave a comment, review you the show. Uh, in the yeah, in the comments, leave the movies you want them to watch. Not you, Johnny. You're a despicable person, and uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. You guys can come on anytime. We talk about we'll talk about anything. That's how our show is. We, I mean, we talk about anything. You guys want to talk about more sex on film? We'll talk about that too. So thanks for coming on. We'll take one more break here on Nerds Talking the Podcast. Taco Tuesdays with Nutso and Chuck the Rap Star. Every Tuesday on the Nerds Review Network. Grab a taco, take a seat, pop a burrito, it's gonna get deep. Subscribe and turn on your notifications and don't forget to hit that like button. Welcome back to Nerds Talking the Podcast. I'm here with Johnny, Hugh, Carlos, and I'm Lafayette. And our special guests have vacated the show. We'd like to thank them for coming on. That's Kate and Lauren, and that is Let's Get It On Film, the podcast. And now we're going to jump into NFTs. And it's a hot hot rage right now nfts um man i think they're stupid as hell but carlos give us a definition of nft i don't have a definition for you i think it's what like chasing it's unicorns a, man it's just not real know, but it has a meaning and NFT. i don't know but i don't know what the i, I don't know what the letters stand for but i know non-fungible token non it's non-fungible Thank you, token. johnny yes I appreciate it non-fungible we know what that means right everybody know what that means Please fill Anybody? us in. Please. It basically means that it is uh, it's like an authenticity of the item that you've bought. It uh, it it gives it authenticity, meaning if I buy a uh, Johnny's does a whatever, he takes a picture of the Eiffel Tower and he only makes one copy of it. And he's like, this is for sale digitally. Now, this is a digital thing. And I buy it. I bought that NFT. It is authorized. It's one of one. There's no other copy of it. But here's the stupid thing about NFTs. People can just download them all off the internet as a JPEG or whatever, but I own the real one. That's what an NFT is. So I've heard uh, about this. Yeah. So they make NFT basketball trading cards where they are actually five second clips. Yep. So let's say I, oh, I buy a digital pack of 10 and I get a Kobe Bryant card and it's him doing his famous uh, whatever turnaround jump shot that he used to you know, do. And that's what the clip is. And it'll say on there, this is card, digital card number, you know, 17 of 300. Your NFT is number 17. So it's worth more than, you know, 18 and so forth. Like yours is a little more value to it because it's been marked as the 17th of the NFT. But you can also go on YouTube and find the same clip. You can watch it over and over. I mean, do you guys see this as, uh, people are saying it's like the future of, of, of how things are going to go. But does it even make sense to you? Like, would you even buy what, what you call an NFT? No way. Mm. The NBA is saying these are unique. And I heard this story 
listened to quite a bit of it a couple of weeks ago and the NBA was packaging like you could buy a package of let's mm-hmm. say 20 mm-hmm. you're buying 20 yep. and you don't know what you're getting you might yep. get the number one Kobe you might get another one that's one of 3,000 but yep. supposedly but the whole point of it was that the NBA owns all of those meaning yes. meaning it's not unique you know it's that clip I guess each clip could be unique the way they edit it you know the way they cut it you're not you're not wrong yes that's that's the uniqueness but again if i opened up a pack of cards and i get a let's just say i get a, a jeff hornacek three-point jumper you know whatever card 50 of 100 and i can probably watch that clip on youtube a thousand times over for free but because they packaged package it in a four second clip and put graphics on it and stamped it with whatever it's right. unique now, but it's like, it doesn't have any, to me, NFTs have no value because they're digital. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like, like they're even talking about art. So if I Johnny draws something for me and, but then Johnny goes off and sells it at art shows that copies of it, but yet I own the original digital file. I mean, that's to me, it's dumb as hell, but that's what NFTs are. You could compare it though. It's not dissimilar than an original Dolly, for example, that someone uh, that a hundred copies have been made of. So the original- But imagine if you own the original Mona Lisa, right? In your house and anybody can go buy the Mona Lisa on a postcard, they can buy a t-shirt, yada, yada, yada. But there's nothing like the original painting, a physical painting, like, like, you know what I mean? So if I bought the physical piece of art from Johnny that he drew. I'd be like, this is awesome. I own the, I actually own the original. You drew this, this is mine. You can sell right, it all you right. want. But now imagine a digital version of it. It's not, doesn't hold the same value. What do you do? Gonna keep it on your phone the whole time? You're gonna, what? you know. And, and I don't disagree with you. I don't, I don't think it's worth the same thing that the original Mona Lisa is worth. Even if you could copy, even if you could hire an artist to paint the exact same thing again, even if you could. I mean, oh, you, still... you could, especially nowadays. Oh, for sure. Right. So that's, I don't You're... know, NFTs, man. I don't they're... disagree with you. It's wild. I mean, I think it's wild because people are dropping like thousands of, like, you Millions. see that NFT of the very first tweet? Do you guys see that one? Somebody mm-hmm. paid like $3 million for the very first tweet ever from the CEO of Twitter. Now think about that real quick. It's just a screenshot of right. his tweet that somebody bought that's now been stamped as authorized one of one nft digital i can just go back to that guy's twitter and take a screenshot myself but they're gonna say it's not worth it's not worth the same like it's not worth anything no the one that was purchased was not worth three million dollars it's not not worth worth anything like you had said something about you know the nba owns those clips that's like uh for example tony hawk recently recorded his final Mm -hmm. 560 on a half pipe and he's selling the NFT, right? But yeah, yeah for like three hundred thousand or something. Yeah. And if I want it, I can download it on YouTube. But what am I going to do with it? I mean, it's a clip on my computer. Who That's cares? the problem with NFTs. Is we all used to collect baseball cards. Yeah, I agree. Who cares? You know, <laughs> the card feels like it has value to us because it's a physical item. I have it, and maybe not people have this card anymore because maybe they threw their cards and so on and so forth. You know, a physical item, but. Man, I think NFTs are. I'm not sure how people are thinking that it's gonna. The people are actually saying that this is gonna be the new assets. Like this it's is how scam. people are gonna it's like obtain their assets now is through NFTs. People have to understand we're never gonna live 
at least from my opinion, in an all digital world, because that's just stupid as hell, like in that regard. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, think about it. I know Johnny's got two cents to throw in, but just real quick. Say I go to Lafayette's place, right? And he goes, hey, check this out. I bought Kobe's jump shot for 30 grand. Look at this. And then as he's trying to pull it up on his computer, I pull it up on my phone on YouTube. Oh, you mean this one? I'm like, you idiot. You paid $30,000 for something that I can watch anytime that I want. It doesn't matter if you own the rights. doesn't mean that I can't watch it. doesn't mean that I can't see it. And if I don't see it, who cares? It's not like he was jumping through hoops of fire when he did it, right? It's just a jump shot. Johnny, you you brought this up originally. So what is your take on this? I think it's really interesting. Um, I if you think about it as let's let's think about it as an electronic baseball or basketball card. Um, I mean, there's value there for, for me personally. You know, I'm a big Laker fan. If I got uh, Magic Johnson's NFT, I'd probably keep that for a while. Um, I mean money talks if someone offers me a bunch of money i'm going to sell it but if i got the nft number 32 of say 100 that's going to be more valuable and i'd definitely be willing to part with it um if i wasn't a lakers fan you know what i'm saying like there's there's value to it and it's very unique and it's very interesting i mean just think about all the baseball cards and basketball cards we collected over the years um you know, every once in a while you get the one of a thousand, one of a, a hundred, or maybe the error cards or something like that. Those those have value to it. Um, as kids, we the only way to cash out is to trade with each other or go to a card shop and get your 50 cents for, you know, what you thought was a, a grand slam. But, but here you can make real money from it. It's really interesting. I mean, I saw the LeBron James clip uh, sold for $210,000, I think. I that's saw that. Yeah. Insane but, to me. But that's the thing. It's like you said you would part with it. You would, you know, you'd sell it if you own this. Mm-hmm. But even if you sell it, you can go back and watch it anytime you want. So is it is it more of a the value a, is in, an ego thing or a, you know what I'm saying? So, is it more like, oh, I used to own that, but now I don't, but I can still watch it. I mean, like baseball cards to me will always in my eyes will always be worth more. And the reason is they were printed. They stopped printing them. That's right. In order to get your hands on them, you have to go hunt them down. You have to buy these things that aren't available at all times. Video is available at all times. Right. But it's not, I don't think it's the fact that it's unique in that, uh, like, nobody's ever seen this clip because, you know, uh, every game has thousands of cameras there. So it's not like it's unique. But since they tagged it with an electronic serial number, it is unique. And you know, with well, baseball that's cards, exactly what it is. Yes. Right. But, but with baseball cards, it's a little more complicated because you don't know exactly how many were made. And then on top of that, you have to grade them and then um, to, to find the value there, you know, like baseball cards. Uh, I'm pretty sure my 88 uh, top set is worth uh, nine bucks now. It's I'll probably nine bucks down. right now for it. Where's that? <laughs> yeah. Wait, so gone down, give you six dollars. Give you six. Let me see the cash. Hurry up. Hurry um, up. But but Johnny's right. So the value of NFTs is not necessarily the cl- it's how the clip is packaged. Number one, right? Because it's going to be different than what you can see on YouTube. They're going to try to package it all fancy. Like it's going to be very virtual in the sense of the cards going to flip around. It's going to be some cool, you know, whatever whatever clip it is. And it's you know, 
but it's all NFTs. I think the selling point of NFTs is the authenticity of how many are released, right? right. So if I get a, you know, we're going to use cards because cards are the easiest. Sports cards are the easiest. If I get a Jose Canseco one and it's, you know, only one of a hundred and I get number eight, that's going to be worth something to somebody. Oh, when he, when he released a hundred of these. Oh shit. I want that one. Well, was you know, it his number? What do you mean his number? Canseco's number. Because that, that I think has to... Like, so so if you had that Conseco card, but it was a 33 of 100, then you can expect that to be worth more. And then you, you don't have to worry about grading it. Gem Mint 9, Gem Mint 10. Or well, whatever. and that's another thing. And that's the thing I keep hearing about because um, people have even brought up how they're going to do comic books like this in the mm-hmm. future where they're going to have, you can buy digital number Batman 1000 as many as you want, but it's going to be the special edition version of it. What's NFTs. And then you can buy them and they don't need to be graded. Like you said, cause they're, of course they're always in mint condition. They're digital. Mm-hmm. And well, somebody didn't come around and go, you know what? I want to own the first number one authorized NFT of Batman, you know, 2000, just, right. but it's, but I think it's to me, it holds no value because I agree. even today I buy comic books still. And to me, they don't hold value. I just throw them, on a pile and be like they're just magazines at this point i'd like to look at them and the art and you know because nowadays if we owned if you own superman number one whatever action comics number one it's worth half a million dollars right because it's from 1955 or whatever that's the value of it how old it is and of course his first appearance if i own this in a digital form it's not worth a shit because it doesn't hold that value of it's from 1955. It's in mint condition. It's the this is the legit first appearance printed of Superman. A digital copy doesn't hold that value, but somebody will come around and pay you know a ten thousand dollars for it. And because as somebody did, somebody else will then pay twelve thousand. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. that is exactly how even things like Bitcoin work. Where well, you know, it's kind of like the Emperor's new clothes, right? He paid a shit ton of money. For clothes that didn't exist and he's walking around and the, well the thing is nobody's going to tell him he's a fool so the guy who bought that thing for twelve thousand, no one's going to say hey man you're a fool i'm going to up i'm going to one-up you i'm going to buy it for fifteen thousand. then the next guy is going to you know because they don't want to be in a group of fools like i i see him as a group of fools because i see it as just like bitcoin it's making something of nothing you know but i'm not going to lie i mean because i do art if somebody wanted to pay me for an nft for my artwork you can have it. You would. Of course you would. Of course you would. Absolutely. Of course. But, yeah, of course you would. I mean, there's no yeah. value. There's, like Lafayette said, I don't see value in it at all. Even if you were to say, oh, here's a unique digital stamp. Now it's on these separate servers. So in order to get it, you have to bring it into one. I'm like, I don't care, man. That's like if Hugh owns a copy of the game and then I own a copy of the game. I mean, and he tells me, oh, but this is the first one that was ever printed. Oh, cool. That actually might be worth something because it's physical. It's physical. Right. It's not digital. So to, I just, I don't see value in things that are digital. I'll tell you what, because I got, uh, I paid 10 bucks and I think I get three clips and uh, I don't even have them yet. So I, I think I paid 10 bucks to get in line to maybe have them. I'm not sure. No, you're but, right. They, they're out. They're not out right now. I mean, they get yeah, sold out. The first round sold out. If I get uh, Jordan Duncan from the line and it's number 23 out of, you know, 100. Uh, I'll, I'll come back on the podcast and then um, you guys can go fuck but, yourselves with your theories. <laughs> but yeah, but that, remember, you still have that dolphin tattoo, so it doesn't matter to us. 
Lafayette just, just so said you're it, telling though. me if I'm a, a millionaire, <laughs> doesn't matter. Damn it, if <laughs> I tell you anything, Lafayette just said it though, doesn't matter. Fa- like he just said, I've been lying <laughs> and they've already sold out. That's just that tells you right away, it's already going to be worth something to somebody. Yes, that's because just hundred percent because of just because of the word sold out. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you could be sold out on Beanie Babies, or you know, that's a bad example because those weren't worth something. But, but you could be they sold were, out. On, yeah, you could be sold out on, on I don't anything, Crystal and the Pepsi. word sold out. The word sold mm-hmm. out makes it so more good. valuable to people. And I believe that people uh, like you. So Hugh made a good point. So Johnny also brings up a good point about because you bought the Top Shots, right? That's what you're mm-hmm. in line for. Yeah, and the top shots are the digital NBA basketball cards. Uh, and good point, they sold out, so now they're in demand, and that's right. why people will pay top right. dollar for them. And and the thing about NFTs, if if you hear about NFTs, they say how it's basically, you know, people that have money to burn are going to be the ones basically making this stuff inflate. It's going to inflate like crazy right. because right. they're going to buy it, and, and they're going to buy, it, yeah, and they're going to buy it for inflation. the yeah, and they're going to buy it for the reason Carlos brought up. Oh, Johnny has this card. Oh, wait, somebody paid him how much for it? I'll pay this much for it. Yeah, oh, now I have, it, yeah, I, I have number one or no, the number two authenticated card. You know what I mean? And that's it, just how it goes. It, it's almost fear based. It's almost like, you know, oh, oh it's got to be worth something. Uh, well, I've, got, I've got the but money. I'll buy it. You know? FOMO. Yeah, you say it's, it's fear FOMO. of missing out. Yeah, absolutely. It's fear yeah. of missing out. And like, like, like if I was in yeah. Johnny's shoes and I got whatever cards I got of these. Man, I'd be super excited if I got anything that's worth obviously more than my 10, my $10. I got like thousands of dollars. Hell yeah, I'm going to sell them, right? And, because- what, and the thing I've heard about the top shots is it doesn't even matter the player you get. It matters the number you have in the set. So if Johnny gets a flipping, uh, I don't know, who's a player nowadays that is just, a, I don't know, let's say Blake Griffin, kind of like he used to be a star. Now he's just a bench player on the Nets. Uh, let's say Johnny gets number three, like third, number three of 300. That's going to be worth something. Cause just because he got number three of 300, if he ended up getting 295, eh, might be worth a little bit, but it really does come down to that. When it comes to NFTs, it's becomes, comes down to what number did you get in the authenticity of, you know, the serial number and so forth. That's and, really where the money's at. And the NBA is being smart about it by not telling you what you're getting. They're just selling you a package. So you're basically buying it because I might get number two. Well, you're buying it like you would a pack of baseball cards. Right. I might. Right. You exactly. You don't know what you're That's getting. That's right. That's yeah. exactly you're right. Getting, you just, Johnny just, there's a dummy that knows you're not getting any gum with that pack, Johnny. Zero. You idiot. Scorecards oh, yeah, had gum in them. Gum. Come on. So what was the score? It was a Dunruss. Wax pack. No, tops, I think it was tops. And I no, think, no, uh, was I think you would lose a molar no. every 10 yes. minutes. Oh, man. Those things Smack. cracked. Oh, for that. sure. And then when you bit them to them, they just more and more pieces, yeah, crumbled yeah, in your mouth. Laughs. And you just kept on trying yeah. to bite and, oh, we were so stupid. It, it was so much better. Out. You could chew on them. It was so much better just chewing on the card itself. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny, is, so the company, of course, DC Comics, they released a uh, press release that none of their artists are allowed to sell NFTs. If mm. you're under contract with DC Comics, you're not allowed to sell NFTs. Because we own you and we pretty, want the money. I mean, that's, and that's why, because they own all the art that they draw. They're like, you ain't making money off of us. We're going to make money our damn selves yeah. off of you, <laughs> which is totally messed up. Right. Well, it's really I mean, interesting, too, because the NBA isn't going to cash out 
uh, the, where you make the money is you go to a, a marketplace and you sell your NFT. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the N- the NBA didn't make two hundred grand off the of LeBron's clip. No, 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 no. But they made have a lot of money off people like yourself that are waiting in line for a digital queue yeah. because they already sold through the first you know the five thousand packs or whatever right, yeah. it is. Yeah. So I mean, that's where their money is. It's like Tops, right? Tops doesn't make money off of the era card they printed. They just make money off the one million packs they right. sold. You know, that's when right. We were, when we were kids. How many packs of cards we were running to the store to buy? Hey, I'm gonna get five today. Then three days later, I get two more. Right. And all of a sudden, they're just you go back into the little corner store and they're just oh, all I have left is the Dunruss. Oh, fuck off! You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is the little corner store never sold Upper Deck. You had to go to the special store, that's the special right. sports card store for the pretty cards. Yeah, I I remember that. It was like if you needed, if you wanted upper deck, you gotta travel some dangerous roads. Yeah, and and top lines that don't quite work. Yeah, upper decks were the (laughs) NFTs of of sports cards. (laughs) You know why? Because they had the little hologram foil on them, and they were really, really nice, glossy cards, and the pictures were very high quality. And uh, I think the the number one of all time is the Griffey, right? That's the yeah. number one is the error, the Griffey error card. Yeah. No, that's the it's the Ripken, Billy Ripken card. Well, was but was that upper deck or was that? I thought that was like score Dunruss or some of the Ken the Griffey bottom of the back. Have, he didn't have a, an error. Yeah, card. he did. Uh, remember the error card for Griffey was that he was backwards. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, he, you're right. He was backwards, yeah, and he was backwards. a number one card. He was card yeah. number one. Yes, yes, and he was like yes. sitting in the dugout or something like that. The no, he was just holding shoulder. the bat like this. Well, that's all it was. Yeah, and it's backwards. Yeah, that yeah. was the big, but big card. Upper deck was doing errors on purpose because they were oh. new and they wanted people to they want attention. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but you remember what Bill Ripken's Gary card Sheffield? Was, Do you remember Gary Sheffield's error card? I don't know if it's Sheffield or Ripken on the bottom of their bat. That was Billy. Were... That was Billy Ripken. Yeah, it said had, uh, "fuck face." On yeah, it's "fuck face" on the bottom of the <laughs> that. Wasn't they printed it like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, but Gary Sheff, that wasn't that wasn't an upper deck though. That was a Dunruss. No, that was Dunruss. Yeah, and then but upper deck had Gary Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah, uh, it showed the position in the upper right hand corner that they played. It was shortstop and it was upside down. The S's were upside down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you really yeah, had to look lot. to see. If, I had that card. You really had to look to see if it was really upside down S's. I mean, they did stuff intentionally just to. You know, up the value. Of course, they want to up the value of their prices. I mean, that's another thing that somebody brought up on a show I was listening to. You'll never get an error NFT, but maybe, maybe Johnny will open a pack and go, "Oh, look, it's Anthony Davis," and it's actually Dan Marley. <laughs> but it says Anthony Davis, and he's like, "How is this possible? It's an error." And then Johnny will be rich. He'll come and laugh us, laugh at us on the show. You guys are stupid. Oh. I'm rich now, and we'll go. You have a dolphin tattoo. You know, I'm sorry. I zoned, I zoned out. I was just thinking about all the money all, I would have. All had. the damn Marley money you're gonna spend. All, the, all the Marley money. Yeah. You call it Thunder Dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that's our show. Thanks for coming on to Nerds Talking the podcast and listening to our shenanigans about sex on film, NFTs, tattoos. I think that's what we covered, right? Pretty much. That's all of it. So we recorded a promo. And you know who didn't record a promo was Lafayette. Uh, I did not. Well, I kind of not. did and didn't. I did the whole movie mm. voice promo. So that doesn't count. In a world being Hugh. Where, no, I gave him that idea. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, that was his original voice because right at the beginning of the episode, they're like, oh, that Hugh's got well, a Well, because Hugh voice. came on and did that. He was like, hey, what's up? 
Yeah, with your sexy voice, <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, my my mine would just that's be. That's all I had to do, Johnny. <laughs> my, my look, this is okay. I'm gonna do my promo before we before right, we I'll do the promo before yeah, you're we get out of here. You're okay. Up, you're up. This is how the promo would go. Like, hey guys, what's up? You should listen to. Girl, let's get it on film with Lord and Kate. Hey, I like sex. You like sex? Anyway. <laughs> so Ooh. join me. Ooh. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> That's the best one. I'm going to sell that as an NFT, buddy. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, Ooh. that'd be my promo. Yeah. All right, so thanks for listening to us here on the Talking Podcast. <laughs> um, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in for Carlos as he's sitting there crying. Bye bye. And from Humicord and Johnny Lee. See ya, Johnny. Damn you, do it. See ya. Say it in your goddamn native tongue. <laughs> so how did? How come you didn't get racist when the other girls were on here? Huh? Yes, yeah, I, I don't know what I they, they were white, so they speak English. <laughs> wow. 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 Uh, you cut me deep you cut me deep oh my i mean it's not only get that's, not a, val- that's not a valuable nft i don't know what it is i'm gonna sell that shit. yeah yeah my i mean tears. how much I are mean, my the- tears worth I mean, <laughs> well, they're not worth anything. There's plenty of them. You can't just freaking one of a million. Uh, the joke is that Johnny only speaks one damn language, people. Okay, get over it. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to Nerds Talking the Podcast. See you guys next time. Nerds Talking, brand new episodes every Friday on Nerd Reviews Network. Subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out. Ka-chow.